Okay, so I've just been having a little chat with my girl. Uh, we're discussing books. And so you all know that Walid Ali is one of my, he's probably my favorite intellectual in the country. Um, he just has a brilliant way of unpacking ideas and preconceived notions and certainly challenging people um, on their own ignorance. And so this is from a book that he published. It's chapter five. The book is called People Like Us, How Arrogance is Dividing Islam and the West. It's um, the only place I've ever read anything that includes the word transliteration. But we're looking at chapter five, which is women as a battlefield. And I'm just going to read some for y'all. Um, and I just want to be real clear. I have no personal relationship with Walid Ali. I just really, really admire the man's intellect. Um, and so he is... Uh, I think he's Sunni Muslim, but don't quote me on that. And I haven't looked at this book for a minute, but I'm just pulling it out because this is the chapter I'm asking my daughter to read. And I'm going to read from page 105. His gaze is fixed upon a lattice work screen, again, presumably wood. From our vantage point, we can see the woman on the other side. Her dark eyes are looking anxiously around the barrier. At her feet rest her shoes and clothes. She is the quintessential sex symbol, impossibly shapely, voluptuous and naked, almost. Her face from the eyes down is covered by a white veil. The cartoon is from November, 1967 edition of Playboy. It is reproduced in The Veil Unveiled by Fahe. Shirazi, a Muslim woman my bad let me take that back the veil is unveiled by Fahe Shirazi a compelling study of the ways in which the image of the veiled Muslim woman has been used in modern cultures around the world and as Shirazi notes in her chapter titled Veiled Images in American Erotica, the veiled Muslim woman has often been an exotic symbol of erotic mystique. She evokes the largely imaginary 
experience <laughs> of the Sultan's harem, silent, secluded, sexually violence. Shirazi refers, references several Playboy and Hustler cartoons where the veil itself is used as a tent-like lair in which these women have their lustful way with men. Similarly, Malek Arula's collection of Western photographs and postcards of Algerian women, the colonial harem, features typical colonial representations of Muslim femininity, including the now familiar images of women who are both veiled and bare-breasted, a fiction tailor-made to satiate the Western voyeur. This phenomenon is not particularly new. In colonial fantasies, Maida Yeganoglu argues that the stereotype of the licentious seductress whose veil serves her own mischievous ends featured prominently, precisely when Europe was a puritanical and viewed sex as anathema. The suggestion is that the image in the West of Muslim women has been the antithesis of the prevailing perception of Western women. Thus, in Western conversations, the face veiled or headscarf, or indeed any readily identifiable aspect of Muslim life, is to be constructed as the very opposite, opposite of Western self-image. Our apprehensions are a polemic, fluid construct that say more about ourselves than anyone else. End quote. So I'm reading this again so that I can you know, have conversations about it with my daughter. But I think he makes a poignant point in identifying the ways in which white men project their bullshit on women considered other or black the ways in which they synthesize this fraudulent pedestal of Western women and corrupt the idea and indeed the spirituality of those who do not conform to the Western status quo.
and men at large need to fucking take a good look at themselves and the bullshit they're feeding into and why they do that i think part of this i think the points at which i decided to reference this book for my daughter to read and i've, I've told her before you know go, go check out that fucking chapter by walid ali he is really a brilliant man But we were having a brief conversation about masks. And I think that's why the veil kind of was prompted. But in various cultures, masks are not demotic, you know. When I was in Otiaroa, I met women with what they call a mukwe. This is a mask that's worn upon their face. It's tattooed there and it speaks to their bloodlines. It speaks to their ceremonial lines and their ancestry. Men wear these quote unquote masks as well. In parts of Africa, masks represented aristocracy or nobility they are reserved for the most beautiful of women they are also utilized in evoking gods or deities or goddesses we have come a long way in evolving our ignorance feeding people's delusions about what is acceptable socially and what is not make excuses for their ignorance they abide by their fucking ignorance like it's some kind of motherfucking gospel and they reward those who reinforce their fucking ignorance They use it as an excuse to make choices, poor choices. They use it to exploit the vulnerability of others. And instead of rational thinking, it becomes their fucking go-to for why they can make fucked up decisions. In my culture, 
native side that was side and i have it here in the documents which i'm sure i've produced elsewhere men may not look upon a woman's face unless they have been through initiation It has nothing to do with the woman and everything to do with whether that fucking man has the appropriate respect, regard, and reverence and how they conduct themselves as a part of society. It is to address the sense of entitlement toxic masculinity and the mindset of young boys which half these motherfuckers is walking around in their 50s and 40s acting like So here is my message to you. Neither I nor my daughters are required in any way, shape or form to jump any motherfucking hoop for you because you cannot hold your shit down. Do you understand me? Do not use me as a scapegoat for your weaknesses, for your immorality, for your lack of humility and respect. Don't come up in my fucking space feigning like you have some real knowledge on shit. And certainly don't delude yourself. That we have any desire to be objectified by you. in a world where equity is relevant, as it should be, 
any proclaimed democracy or social justice network. The fact that expectations as such are taken seriously speaks to the criminal intent It is not a fucking comment on me or my daughters. As <laughs> Let's return to the reading. Howard, speaking about John Howard, found a British echo in the leader of the House of Commons, Jack Straw, who revealed in October 2006 that he would rather Muslim women did not wear face masks and that he asks female visitors to his office to remove them. Not being able to see a person's face makes straw feel, quote unquote, uncomfortable and harms, quote unquote, community relations. And so we can see where these ideas, and this is me talking now, end quote, are imprinted in the minds of white men, particularly those in positions of power. You can observe male centering, not just male centering, redneck male centering, masquerading, as society choice and communities choice. We know whose voices matter, white women and white fucking men. Irrespective of how fucking irrational they are. Let me go ahead and recommend the book again. People Like Us, How Arrogance is Dividing Islam and the West. Author, Walid Ali. Go read it. Chapter five. Women as a Battlefield. 